What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry with just one interview at Express. You have a connection to endless jobs, whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job. Choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit expresspros.com today to find a location near you. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wind Down with Jana Kramer, an iHeartRadio podcast. Ladies that Zoom together, quarantine together. <laughs> it's Ladies Monday with Sarah Gretzky, and of course, we've got producer Tori on. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. Um, wait, Sarah, you're back in LA, right? Yes, we are back. Because you were in the cabin for a while. We are, we went out to the mountains for like a month and then things got a little crazy. We were like, we need to get home. You know, we just needed to come home. Do you, did you miss like, because it's like, I can't imagine not being quarantined in my house. That's why I have so much empathy for people who are not home. Well, I'm just really happy to be home because it's nice to, you know, be in the LA weather. And even though we can't be outside, there's just something about like the sunshine and like opening my blinds and seeing sun that like just makes me 
makes my soul feel better. So we're back in our cozy apartment, but how is being back in such a confined space? Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's just funny because I talk to like my sister or my parents and they're like, oh, this is, you know, this is tough. And I'm like, you're, you have a backyard. <laughs> like I would kill for a backyard. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I, I being in an apartment, I don't know how everyone in New York, I mean, I can't even imagine, you know, those, you're all stepped on top of each other in apartments. It's tough. So are you, are you going out for walks as much as you can? Cause that's, yeah, that's something definitely where I, I'm grateful for the nice weather that's been happening in Nashville. So like we've been able to go outside and obviously, you know, the house we were in in LA was a, you know, 1400 square foot house. So, I mean, we're so blessed to be able to be in the house here in Nashville and be able to go outside and it's supposed to be like 80 degrees this weekend. So I'm like, all right, we might go swimming. So it's like, I I feel like I can't really complain because it's so nice out. You know? I'm going to have FOMO of you guys in your pool. No, but it's crazy because when we came home, we were like, okay, I mean, we have dogs. So we're used to going on walks three times a day. Everyone in LA is on a walk now. Yeah. And so it's almost like you can't eat. I mean, we're on the sidewalk and we're dodging people. And I'm, so now we've kind of made our times. We either go like really early or really late at night. Cause I'm like, this is the new grocery store. Like everyone's out. Everyone now has a dog. And Are people wearing masks? Everyone. Yeah everyone's wearing masks. Um, so we wear them when we walk our dogs and it's just, it's, it's crazy that it's the reality, but at the, at the beginning, it kind of like scared me. I don't know. It's kind of scary. Like seeing people oh, in masks. Sure. Cause I'm like, I just want to see your, I miss seeing your face. I don't even know yeah. who you are, but I just want to see your face. But yeah. Tori, where are you at right now? Uh, I am in like Arrowhead. So I'm oh, at my parents' fun. cabin. Um, so there's a lot of social distancing because no one really is. There's lots of land in between. Sure. Do you enjoy it though? Uh, it's a lot better than being at my apartment because, like, the other day when I was there grabbing mail, um, I forgot my mask when I was walking around, and I became the most hated person of 2020. <laughs> I had never felt more judged before. I had never felt more just guilty because it's – everyone's so close to each other. So it's nice feeling less anxious that I'm like ruining people's lives. If I forget a mask or something, you know, (laughs) how is it being like at the parents? Are they on your nerves a little bit, but we're all, I think we're all feeling that. So we're all kind of finding our corners and spaces. Um, my whole family actually has been quarantining for the past like month now together. So it's my nieces, my nephew, Oh. Um, my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, like everyone is in this cabin. So it's been a little packed, but weirdly wow. I think that we've been so isolated from people that we're enjoying almost mm-hmm. having, even if it is yeah. confrontational moments, you're almost kind of enjoying that. Sure. <laughs> I know. I kind of miss like, I, we're, we're RVing now up to the fourth. So that way we don't get on an airplane so we can actually see my grandparents. Cause I'm like, I miss my family. Like, I don't want to have to. If we fly, then we'll have to, you know, who knows what's going to happen in July, but I'm just, we're trying to be proactive because I'm like, I want to see my grandparents. Like, I just, I miss my family. I literally, I was like, I would do anything to be annoyed by my sisters right now. Like, I miss, like, I wish my mom was yelling at me. I wish my dad was asking me to go on a run. Like, I just miss my parents. (laughs) This is just crazy because it's like, this has been like your first few months of marriage have, has been this 
it's just I, I it has to be interesting. But again, I kind of feel like that's a blessing maybe in a way because you're still in that honeymoon phase or no. Or like Wayne was like, wow, like how cool that you guys are getting to spend, you know, your first like two months, like 24 seven with each other. Like I would love that. And then other people are like, wow, you guys have not left each other's side since you said I do. Are you going crazy? And I think if we wouldn't have been together for sure. so long, it would have been crazy. But like, we've lived together for two years. We've done the thing, you know, we know, but today I cracked today. I was oh no, tell me more. What happened? <laughs> no, not cracked, but we're, we're both very like, like I'll go into my room. He'll be on the couch. Like we're very like chill and calm. And I just woke up this morning and I just felt suffocated. I just felt, I was like, I need to make the bed, get out of the bed. What are you still doing here? Like go somewhere. He's like, like, where am I going to go? I'm like, I don't know. Just let me clean the house. Like, and, and I kind of snapped, but, um, it's always like premenstrual, you know, I, I, f- I found now in those three months that it's always just a couple days where I just snap. But, um, other than that, for sure. I kind of, I feel the same thing. Like, you know, this morning, you know, Mike had slept in, I had the kids early. And so it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, doing my thing you know so when he wakes up I'm like hey good morning and it's like I'm I'm already in my like and he's just like oh good morning I was like no I'm hi like I'm sorry I'm just like I've I've already done the dishes and uh, cleaned the kids rooms and did laundry and uh, yay how'd you sleep but I just couldn't meet him there so I think he got a little annoyed with me because I but I'm just like when I get in my like working mode it's almost like hi okay get out of my way you know so I can finish cleaning the let me make the bed now that you're up and so when I get in that mode I don't I have a hard time having, I guess, empathy for others around me because I'm so narrow-minded in, in work. Does that make sense? No, I'm the same thing. because I like a plan. Like I like a day. I like to set my day and this is just throw it all out the window. There's no plan, but I'm like, well, today I'm going to organize the bathroom. He's like, there's nothing in the bathroom. What are you going to organize? I'm like, I don't know. Just let me do it. Right. Like, <laughs> don't ask me questions. And then I'm going to clean. I'm like, I just got to do it. But we've actually been watching a lot of good shows. So I feel like- Ooh, which I've shows? Really- because we just finished Waco and whoa. So we're about to start that. It's so good. So we're about to start that. We just finished McMillions on HBO. Wild. That. It's about the like Monopoly scandal. Oh, I saw that on your Instagram. I have never, I'm very like, I get very bored very easily. No, I was so hooked into this. It's just because it's so interesting and I don't remember it. I was young, but I definitely went to McDonald's. I wanted to win. But <laughs> was it really stolen? Oh, $24 million. Because I mean, I know we, I know like we would go and my, my brother had the thing and it was on the cup, I think, where you would peel it or it was on the French fries. I don't remember, but he would, he would do it. And I would remember like we'd kept getting the same one over and over again, but I don't understand how that could be rigged. Would the, did the person go to every McDonald's or did he make the game? Tell me. Oh. I, I want to so badly, but every episode was set. It's HBO, so it's a very okay. well put together documentary. They almost kind of made it mirror like a movie. Ooh. So Ty and I were like, did not see that coming. Like you feel like wow. it's a show because it's it's too crazy to be real. But have you seen Waco, Tori? I have not. Is that the? That's the that's the cult leader David Koresh. Uh, the the uh, Vidians. I don't want to say that wrong, but. Uh, they were all living in this compound. I'm not going to give it away. Y'all should watch it. It's, I mean, I, I had to leave the room the last episode because I'm like, I can't watch this. Is it a true story? 
the last 20 minutes, it's a true story. It happened in, I think, the 80, late 80s, 90s. And I, for real, got up from bed. And Michael's like, where are you going? I'm like, I can't watch this. Like, the last 20 minutes, I was like, I can't. Like, let me know when it's over. Because, but it's so good. Because in the very beginning, it's about this cult leader in the very beginning, I'm like, well, what's the problem with it? I'm minus the polygamy and all that stuff. I'm not saying polygamy is wrong, but, you know, there was some maybe wrongful. There was definitely wrong things that were happening. For sure. But I'm like, well, his message, you know, and so that's, I'm like, well, that's what it's, you know, that's why they're so good, those leaders. It's crazy because I was, um, like, I was really into, like, Chip and Joanna Gaines. Like, I love them. I watched their show, read their books. And that was kind of. They never said it, but I think that's why they kind of blew up so big because for so long, no one knew where Waco, Texas was. And the only thing they knew about it, if they had heard of it, was that. And so for Chip and Joanna to really put them back on the map in such a good way, I forget how many like visitors come to Waco or used to go to Waco for their silos, but they completely like, now when you think Waco, Texas, you think Chip and Joanna. And it's like for so long, all you heard about was that. So crazy. Yeah, that's insane. But we're going to start it. Oh, it's so good. Taylor Kitsch did an amazing job. He did incredible. He's one of Ty's friends and he had actually been telling us, he lives in Austin. So he had told us about it before kind of, you know, how he was like getting into it and this and that. And he and Ty were like, this is going to be weird. And then everyone's like, he's unbelievable. I, I didn't even recognize, like, I mean, I obviously knew it was him, but I was just like, wow, like he's was so good in it. Um, guys in the two minutes, so excited because uh, we have a One Tree Hill reunion Hillary Burton is uh, going to be zooming in with us. So, so excited to talk to her. But first, let's take a break. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow, I'm never going back to Kova's you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. 
Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit expresspros.com today. You wake up with a sore throat and a low-grade fever. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are, well, get sicker and miss work, hope to see a doctor this week, or sit hours in a crowded urgent care waiting room. Nope, not me. I have a smarter option. Because listen, as a mom, we cannot afford to get sick. So therefore, moms, I got something for you. My medical emergency kit. When you get your own medical emergency kit, you just match your symptoms to the doctor-recommended prescription in your kit. No waiting to see the doctor. You get well faster. This is not a first aid kit. It's like having an urgent care in your home. It includes doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues like COVID, strep throat, pneumonia, all kinds of infections, including UTIs and many more. Plus a doctor's guide so you'll know exactly which med to take and how. As a working mom of three, like I said, I cannot afford to get sick and I definitely don't have hours to spend in the urgent care waiting room. My medical emergency kit brings me peace of mind. It makes me feel so much better knowing I can be prepared for whatever might come up. And also with a young little baby, I got to stay healthy. I recently used the anti-nausea medication included in the kit. I was shocked by how much better I felt after taking it. The instructions in the kit are super clear and easy to understand. And I'm so glad I have my medical emergency kit on hand. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door. Get 15% off at twc.health slash Jana and use promo code Jana. That's promo code Jana at twc.health slash Jana. Hillary. Hi, friend. How are you holding up? Oh my goodness. Okay, so we're just going to go right into it. Hillary Burton's on the show. I love you so much. And um, this is our guest co-host, Sarah Gretzky, who's also on right now. Hi. So your Instagram post the other day, I loved it. You were showing off the silver lining. And I just was like, you showed, you know, your 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 grays coming in. And I I thought it was the most. But it was beautiful. Like you look beautiful. Thanks. It's, I mean, I have, uh, I have ventured out a couple times to either drop off masks or we would drive through pharmacy that, you know, we can go to. Um, and I see these people that I've known for years putting their job and putting, 
you know, all of us before their own mm -hmm. self-care. Everybody's saying, oh, you have to practice self-care. You have to practice self-care. And that's not necessarily a practical thing for a lot of our frontline and essential workers. And so if they can see me with, you know, a couple inches of gray hair um, <laughs> and we can normalize it a little bit, why not? Who am I trying to impress? Jeffrey's stuck with me. So agreed. Because <laughs> and you guys are in right, <laughs> Sarah. You just had you. Just, she just got married, so she's in like the, the the honeymoon quarantine phase. The the poor guy saw me at a ten, and now we've really just I've got blue Happy chip nails. <laughs> yeah, I told Michael the other day. I was like, Hey, look at my feet. I've got a French manicure. I didn't even do it myself. The toes just grew out like the, the nail polish. Fancy. Just like yeah, that's like ten steps beyond where I'm at right now. I've turned into just like a Neanderthal, which is fine. Fine. You know? It's good. It we we had been living at an unsustainable pace of stay young, stay cute, mm -hmm. don't have cellulite, make sure you're waxed and all that kind of crap. And now it's just like, did I feed the children? Great. <laughs> it's so interesting though too because it's like you know I'm gonna get real vain here but I was like I've had eyelashes for the past 10 years and you know I've I've you know been dying my hair and honestly now I'm like I don't want to get eyelashes anytime soon again I, I'm fine without it and I kind of I'm like I want to go back to being brown it's just something about the natural it just feels more comforting in a weird way it's like a natural reset for every part of you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's more than just vanity. I think we're looking at it, particularly our generation. So like a lot of us are mothers at this point. Um, and I think we're looking at what our children are experiencing from us. And do I want my son to see me standing in front of a mirror working on how I look or do I want him to see me actively trying to help other people, support other people? Um, the optics that we mm -hmm. put in front of our children right now are pretty important because they don't get a break from us. There's no teacher. There's no other adult. Literally, it's just us. So the optics of what we're showing our kids is, you know, something Shut up to all yeah. the moms. I've said it once. I'll say it again. I can't imagine. I don't have kids. So shout out to the moms right now because I can't even imagine. Hillary, are you are you homeschooling? Eh. Eh. <laughs> you know, I had a um I had an interesting conversation with my son's teacher when everything first started because I pulled him from school a week early. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's bad New York and it was bad New York early. And I posted a picture on Instagram. I want to say it was like February 3rd. I posted a picture of me wearing a mask on an airplane and everybody gave me a huge ration of shit for it and was just like, oh, you're overreacting. Um, but I could feel something bad happening. Um, and so I pulled him from school a week early. And then when schools in New York finally did let out, uh, I talked to his teacher and I was like, hey, I, I just want you to know, like, I don't care if we repeat fourth grade. Like if he graduates at 19 instead of 20 or instead of 18, I, I definitely don't care. I'm just really glad you and your husband and your family are okay. Mm -hmm. So no pressure on you. And she relayed that she hadn't necessarily gotten a lot of that. You know, a lot of people are concerned, like how do we stay on course and how do we keep our kids from falling behind? And 
this is an opportunity for us to throw away that kind of aggressive ambition of we've got to get ahead. We can't fall behind. If our kids are just learning to be solid members of families, you know, helping around the house, if they're learning to um, see different parts of their community and how valuable they are, that's an important thing. You know, Mm -hmm. I, so Gus is pretty self-motivated. He does his own like math worksheets and stuff like that, but mom is not sitting down at the computer, like going through stuff. Well, and that's kind of in the very beginning, I I felt a little bit of pressure because I kept seeing all these posts about, you know, mom's homeschooling. And I'm like, okay. And then I had to kind of sit myself down and I'm like, your daughter's, I'm like, Jana, Jolie's four, you know? So it's like, (laughs) she's still, she's like, you know, she's not even in, you know, kindergarten yet. But, and so I'm, I'm really only working. She only went to preschool three days a week anyways at the time. So I was like, okay, fine. Let's not do it. Let's not do it every day. Let's do it the three times a week again. And if it's 15 minutes, great, you know, and I'm just not putting pressure because I found myself being like, Jolie, you just said that was D. Why are you now calling it E? And I'm like, why? I was like, whoa, I'm like, I'm not a parent. Like, I'm not, I'm not a teacher. I can't like, and I, I just found myself like losing patience and that's not what I want for my daughter. So instead I took her out there and I'm like, okay, let's go outside and, you know, find things that start with the letter G. And like, we, like I made it more fun for me too, you know? Well, that. I have so much respect for teachers. So how dare I assume that I can just do their job? You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's really arrogant. (laughs) I can't do a teacher's job. I'm an, I'm an idiot. I'm an actor. Um, how's it been on how's it been on the relationship because me and Sarah talked uh, earlier in the episode about how it's just like the little things were kind of like eh, like stop yeah you know we live on this hundred acre farm so oh, when wow. Jeff is home from work we're used to quarantining um, mm. we're used to being on top of each other and not seeing anyone else because that has always been sacred time for our family mm-hmm. so we're still kind of in that bubble. Dad's never been home for this long. Um, So the kids are super into it. And for me, it's nice having a grown up here. You know, when he's shooting The Walking Dead, I'm here by myself. So every day, I'm just so grateful that I can pawn, (laughs) pawn the children off on him. And there's not a lot of time for us. Um, we started doing this I know I want to talk about the Friday night, uh, Friday night in with the Morgans. Uh, what, what can viewers expect? It's honestly like the one hour a week that we get to hang out without the kids and just like have grown up time. And I didn't realize how bad we needed that. I think he did. Um, and so he put the wheels in motion and was just like, we're going to, we're going to take a breath. <laughs> You're wound up. Let's take a breather. <laughs> How, what time, like, where's the show? So it's on AMC, but how long? And Yeah, it comes on AMC Fridays at 10 p.m. And Fridays have always been their night for just showing movies. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't think anyone was anticipating this, like, weird half-hour break with these two people in their garage. Um, but we've aired two episodes, and they've been great. You know, we've got friends from the AMC family, friends from jobs that we've done in the past. And then we also have people from our community. 
So it's not just a bunch of celebrities or actors sitting around talking about themselves. You know, in our first episode, we had our personal physician that came in and gave a lot of insight and answered some questions that um, viewers had. And then we had our local farming guru who taught us everything about farming. And we talked about, you know, how we source our food now. Um, and so this coming week we have, oh God, who do we have? Oh, we have Kate. Um, she is a woman that I made friends with in town who runs all our town fundraisers. So as we're all trying to figure out how we can support our communities, she gives some really sound advice, uh, for people who are looking to, to jump into that. That's awesome. And I want to talk about your new book that's coming out, The Rural Diaries, um, coming out on May 5th. But I have to ask you just a few One Tree Hill questions because obviously there's so many. Do you ever get sick of people talking about One Tree Hill? You know what I did? No, no, no. (laughs) I did. If I can be perfectly frank, I did before all the Mark stuff came out. Because everyone was so like, oh, that was so wonderful. It was so wonderful. And there was this thing in the back of my mind, like, it wasn't that wonderful for some of us. <laughs> um, yeah. And by letting that truth um, go and mm-hmm. putting it out there and not having that nagging secret anymore, it's really allowed me to reclaim the hard work that I put into that show. And are you able to like go back and you know be like, oh, that was a, a good memory and he can't take that one away from me? The good memories for me are with our crew in North Carolina. I was very, very close to our crew in North Carolina. Um, and with the cast, because we grew up together. I mean, Sophia Bush and I were 20 when we got cast and our birthdays are only seven days apart. And so she and I turned 21 the exact same week, season one, episode three, you know, and we hit Wilmington like a fricking tornado and it was awesome. And so those are the things I hang on to, um, but I don't have to pretend about the other shit anymore. So it's really lightened it for me. That's good. Was there an was there an uh, um an episode that has always stood out to you? In terms of what I enjoyed? Yeah. Um yeah, I mean I think we knew something special was happening at the state championship episode. Um it was season 4, the Ravens go to was it 4? I don't I don't know what season was. But I know Chad there's some told, Yeah, Chad and I were told they're like listen, you only get two takes. We have to shoot it with this like big, huge crane. All these extras are going to go away. Um, So you get zero chances to mess this up. It has to look like the best kiss ever. Mm. And we're like, ah, okay. Um, But it was great because we were all on a field trip in Raleigh. We would all like go to the hotel bar afterwards and have a good time. And it was a really nice, um, it was a nice field trip to go on with everybody. Did you have any regrets leaving or was it something like you knew that you were ready? I don't regret that at all. I, I knew, yeah. I knew that I, uh, I needed to start something new. Sure. I, it was time. I had a big chip on my shoulder and I needed to just put it down. Um, Hey Tori, I know you have a question you want to ask. Go for it, babe. Hi. If, uh, are you happy with the way you guys ended your story, you and Lucas, like the drive away scene? Did you have any part in that or would you have changed it in any way? 
Um, no, I was I was really happy with that. You know, Chad and I had been in the pilot, and you know, we'd been setting up the whole Lucas Payton star-crossed lovers thing the whole run of our our time on the show. Um, so I was really happy with that happy ending. You know, like the marriage and the baby family complete because that's what both of those characters had always been looking for lucas never had a dad peyton's parental situation was deeply uh, can i say that um <laughs> and uh and so they both got that kind sure. of nuclear family that they'd always been craving and frankly i was a little concerned that if i stayed on the show that it would get messed with for Money. dramatic yeah. purposes so mm -hmm. sometimes it's better to cut out in a good spot did you did you ever last think one that tori last one i'm gonna publish this now I last know. one <laughs> <laughs> just literally did you guys know that you were gonna end up together or was there like each time you got the script was it gonna be like oh is it gonna be me or is it gonna be well in the beginning it was like oh yeah you know peyton and lucas peyton and lucas and then brian greenberg came on the show and it was like peyton and jake what's that about um that's cool. And I had been told at that point, which must have been like season three, like, oh no, Brooke and Lucas are endgame and Jake and Peyton are endgame. And I was like, huh, interesting. Okay. And I think that was just to throw me off, honestly, because the game plan ended up being exactly what it had been in the beginning. Um, so I think that was just to throw me off a little bit which made me make different choices as an actor sometimes you have to lie to actors well I'm glad that you didn't let the whole situation you know with the creator you know ruin that for you because that's you know you, like you said you worked your ass off and you know you should hold on to you know the good memories from it and not let someone you know especially a man take that away from you so I'm glad that you're happy you know we had we had fun yeah, it you know, it's a small town and everyone's young and you know, I know like when we when I came on there it was already very clicky and had their clicks and it was just it was a it was very hard to tiptoe in, you know? So when it's your first job, right? Like I'd worked at MTV, but when I was at MTV, it was very taboo to hang out with the talent. Like when your guests came on, like you didn't go out with Nelly for drinks afterwards. Like you didn't <laughs> try fun, to but yeah, <laughs> you know? That was tacky. It's like we're crew, their talent, separate. Yeah. So for me on the show, I I had to relearn how to hang out with talent um, and get over that kind of obstacle of what I'd been trained with. Um, and yeah, I mean, when you're young and you're in a small town and it's your first acting job, you don't know what's toxic. Mm -hmm. You don't know what normal is. So when I took my first job after that white collar Ugh. and I fully expected it to be the same exact deal. And it wasn't, it was so loving. It was so mm -hmm. tender. It was so protective. And I remember being in the van with a bunch of the writers from the show, kind of laughing, telling them some of the stuff that had gone down on one tree Hill. And one of the men just stopped me and was like baby that's not okay did he say baby and no, i'm getting <laughs> baby baby he was like, baby girl, okay. <laughs> yeah no for uh, sure and it was that was a really jarring moment and i all of a sudden was so embarrassed mm. like oh yeah. no that was my normal so um 
working all these subsequent jobs and learning what normal is has been really rewarding. And it's good to see really honest, wonderful people in our industry because there's so many of them. For sure. That's awesome. Okay. Tell us about the Rural Diaries. That's coming out May 5th. It's a book that you wrote and like, give us, give us everything with inspiration, what it's about. Yeah. I mean, I started writing it right when I joined social media because I saw this (sighs) whole um, facade of, isn't my life glamorous? And that had always kind of been my, um, resistance to joining social media because I didn't want to feed into that false narrative. Um, So I started writing this book about leaving LA and leaving a place that made me feel very insecure and small and moving to this rural farming community where I'm isolated on a farm for the first time in my life. There's not an audience, you know, I have to learn to like myself. And that was really, really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe a lot of the steps people are going through in quarantine right now where they're isolated and they're dealing with just themselves for the first time. I, I feel like I kind of did that in moving here. Um, and it's not pretty all the time. It's messy. And I wanted to cop to my failures so that other people who may be feeling vulnerable or insecure can see it as a roadmap of like, okay, well, this is how I get out of this. Um, I was fortunate enough that when I was, pretty low. There were books out there that really helped me navigate my own feelings. And so, you know, that's the job of an artist. You help people navigate. And Mm -hmm. so if our book can do that, cool. What's the one thing that gets you down the lowest, like your insecurity and like, and then what helps you, you know, get out of that place? Oh man. Um, I, I'm a pleaser. Mm-hmm. and I try really, really hard. And so sometimes when I'm in situations and I've tried too hard, I walk away and I just know that everyone's exhausted by me or they're laughing at me or um, they're, they're skeptical of, you know, like I, I worry that I overwhelm people. Um, and then I just have to get out of my own head and and remind myself like, I tried, you know, and trying is the bravest thing a person can do. And I'm not going to succeed every time I try. I'm just not. But if Mm -hmm. I succeed some of the time, that's a win. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah. It's almost like setting expectations for yourself in a way. I set really high expectations. I think when you're one of a lot of kids, you um, find your way to get attention. And my way to get attention was always by being like, ta-da, I'm going to make straight A's and I'm going to be the president of every club and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Um, And then people don't like you (laughs) because you're too loud. (laughs) But you're like trying. It's like, look, look, look. I'm like, yeah. I'm trying so hard to do Mm -hmm. good. Um, And so it's more important to focus on the people that do like you. (laughs) <laughs> and uh and nurture those real relationships as opposed to worrying about the anonymous other that thinks you're a big dork for sure well hillary i'm so excited to read read your book it's out may 5th 
rural diaries. I'm like rural, rural diaries. Just like, <laughs> like, why the hell did you call it that? It's so hard. No, no, it's not. It's just me. I can't talk. So rural diaries, uh, May 5th. Um, and then make sure to watch Friday night in with the Morgans airs Fridays at 10 PM on AMC. Um, Hillary, thank you for always being so sweet. I know I met you for the first time just, um, a, a few months ago and you just, you're so sweet, so in, inviting. And I just, I appreciate your energy and in your light so thank you i love that you do this show thank you so much of course Hillary. thanks for coming on we love you bye baby stay safe oh i love her you you are a shining star i just let you take it and run well i you know because i I didn't want to call you out on saying you didn't watch one you know (laughs) i feel like for a moment, I like found myself as a podcaster and I was just listening and I was like, oh, wow, this is really interesting. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about, but I got to watch this show. But you were just like a modern day Diane Sawyer. Wow. Thanks, Sarah. I mean, Tori too. I was, I became a, a publicist too. Tori was like, um, um, and then, and then, and then did you want to, cause I knew their publicist was actually on. So I'm like, I can't, I can't ask. Cause you know, she, obviously she's on her book tour. So I, I don't want to ask, I have to ask, you know, about her book mostly. And so, but I knew I had to, you know, obviously for my wind down listeners, like give some tree hill topics. And Tori's like, but, 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 but Lucas, pick me, pick me. I have a question. Oh, it's too good. I hate that. I hate, you know what I hate from that? Cause I just love her so much. I hate that someone can take away happy memories, but here's the interesting thing that I've learned. They can't, but we allow them to, I would sit in therapy and be like, you took, you know, our wedding, you took this, you took that. And it's like, my therapist is like, he didn't take any of it from you. And I'm like, what? Yes, he did. And cause he did blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no you're allowing him to take like that's still your memory and you like that's your memory that was still yours and he can't take that from you and he can he can maybe hurt the memory you know by you being sad but he can't take those memories from you so it's just it's interesting the control that we let someone have when it's our memories and I feel like that goes with like everything like even now it's like it's like positive vibes and like positive mantras with like everything going on. And I'm like, I'm not going to let this day, I'm not going to watch the news for 12 hours. I'm not going to let this day, like suck the life out of me. I'm going to, you know, change my mindset and put out positive vibes and just go into each day with a different mindset because it's like, you're right. We don't let things, sorry, we let things change and be taken from us. If, if we can just kind of train our mind or our, you know, soul, whatever you want to go into to just letting go and not holding on to it. I feel like then it's like, okay, I'm at peace with it mm-hmm. and I can. Sure. It's almost like quarantine is the bad boyfriend and we're not going to let the bad boyfriend take our memories of every day. 1,000. And I read the funniest thing the other day. I don't know. I feel like it's all just like popping up because like you guys did that. Like, does your ex text you? And then this other thing popped up that was like, don't like whenever you're having a bad day, just remember someone's quarantined with your ex. And I literally (laughs) died. So good. I saw another thing going around too about um, cat and nap posted something that was really funny and it is basically like what your husband can say from terrible to okay to good to the best answer. And it was like, geez, honey, are you wearing sweatpants again? 
And then like he can say instead say, wow, I really like those sweatpants on you or here, baby, like have some flowers. You look, you know, beautiful. And the next one, I'm like on the right side, the right answer was like, here, honey, have some wine. (laughs) Like that was the, the number one thing to say. Like you've worked hard today. Here's some wine. I've seen the funniest videos of like all the moms like pouring their wine to like music and like Molly Sims has really funny mom content out there that was making me laugh. Oh yeah, she's she was really funny. But no, back to Hillary. She's awesome. Love her and make sure you guys get the Rural Diaries out May 5th. Let's take a break. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow, I'm never going back to Kova's you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and to Kova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit expresspros.com today. 
You wake up with a sore throat and a low-grade fever. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are, well, get sicker and miss work, hope to see a doctor this week, or sit hours in a crowded urgent care waiting room. Nope, not me. I have a smarter option. Because listen, as a mom, we cannot afford to get sick. So therefore, moms, I got something for you. My medical emergency kit. When you get your own medical emergency kit, you just match your symptoms to the doctor-recommended prescription in your kit. No waiting to see the doctor. You get well faster. This is not a first aid kit. It's like having an urgent care in your home. It includes doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues like COVID, strep throat, pneumonia, all kinds of infections, including UTIs and many more. Plus a doctor's guide so you'll know exactly which med to take and how. As a working mom of three, like I said, I cannot afford to get sick and I definitely don't have hours to spend in the urgent care waiting room. My medical emergency kit brings me peace of mind. It makes me feel so much better knowing I can be prepared for whatever might come up. And also with a young little baby, I got to stay healthy. I recently used the anti-nausea medication included in the kit. I was shocked by how much better I felt after taking it. The instructions in the kit are super clear and easy to understand. And I'm so glad I have my medical emergency kit on hand. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door. Get 15% off at twc.health slash Jana and use promo code Jana. That's promo code Jana at twc.health slash Jana. Okay. You guys ready to do some emails? Yep. Let's hit it. Sarah, I'm really glad you're on this one. From Carly, my boyfriend won't propose. <laughs> oh, perfect. Sorry, my coffee machine's going. If you, I don't know if you can hear it. I have an amazing boyfriend of three years. I am 20, oh, 23 and he is 24. I'm ready to get married, but he still wants to wait for at least a year or two. I feel as though I'm getting to the point of just being tired of wanting something so bad, but him not having any interest. I'm very old-fashioned and want to be married before moving in together, but he always says how he can't wait to live together and come home to me and all these sweet things, but he won't make that commitment and propose. He says it's just because he wants to wait until it's the perfect timing for us. Any advice on how to get through to him or how to stay sane? I just worry I won't be able to hope for a day that might not come. Thoughts? Sarah? Oh my God, I have so much PTSD. I just like can't. (laughs) Um... I know this is like my DMs all the time. And I just feel so bad because it's like, I don't like no one ever gave me the perfect advice, right? Because everyone's different. Every guy's different. Every girl's different. All I can say is that 23 is young. And I always knew I had in my mind, okay, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. But once I knew I was ready, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, hitting my point of not being able to justify or understand your reason for waiting. Now we live together, so that's different, but I just don't think you can, hello, I gave an ultimatum. It didn't work. So I'm not going to sit here and say that. I just don't think you can force someone. And I don't think you want to force someone. Mm-mm. I think that I don't know what their relationship is. Obviously Ty knew how I felt inside and out. He knew exactly what I thought and how I was feeling, but I think that look in your heart, you know, right? Like your gut, you know, everything I knew I was going to have to wait longer than I wanted. If I, if we were going to get married, I knew he was going to do it, but I knew it wasn't going to be on my time. 
And so I feel like that's all you just have to listen to your gut. Like, is this guy worth it? Do you get a feeling that he really means it? Or do you think he's stringing you along? And in your heart, you know what you have to do, but yeah. And I, and I want to say, okay, you know, you're 23, you're young, you know, he just wants to wait another year, but I feel like, I feel bad saying that. Cause I, I'm sure she's like, don't say I'm young. I, cause I, cause I look at my friend Julie and she's, she's 24 and she's married with a kid you know, or she's married and pregnant. So it's like, and my first instinct was to say, oh, you're young, but you know, if I had it that way, I probably would have wanted to younger anyways, because I always wanted to be a young mom. So I feel guilty saying, oh, you're young, like, just wait, because that is the, my first reaction, you know, being 36 years old and being like, J- you're young, but totally get it. That's why I hate giving people advice, because it's like, everyone's different. Every guy has a different reason. Every girl, like, Ty and I both knew we wanted to have kids. So that was like our main, like, I knew we were going to meet up eventually because I knew that we both wanted that. Sure. And I would just say to Carly, Hey, you know, if you, you get to your point, like Sarah said, where you'd rather not be with him and move on, then that's when you know that you're ready to, to walk away. Once it starts affecting like your mood Mm -hmm. and like you wake up angry every day, that's not good because that's just not good. Okay, so what, because I'm 25, so I feel like my group is saying, well, if our next step is to move in together versus get married, but does that hurt your relationship or help your relationship? Or what if he says, I'm not going to propose to you, but we can move in together? If she's old fashioned, no, that's almost like if Sarah was to have a baby before getting married, like that's not what she wanted, you know? And so it's, I think if, if she should respect him, he should respect her wishes. So if you don't want to move in right away, then wait a year to get engaged. Almost as like you guys are like meeting halfway. I looked at that as like a plus. I was happy when Ty's like, let's move in. I was like, I'll take it. Cause at that point it had been five years. So I'm like, I'll take a move in because, but if you've been together with someone for a year and then they ask you to move in, sometimes that can prolong it. So I don't know. All right. From C, how to get through it. My husband and I've been together for over five years, married for almost two We recently found out we were expecting our first as well. Since the beginning of our relationship, my husband has had problems with dating apps. The first two years, he acted out and cheated on me. Things stopped while we were engaged um, and the beginning of our marriage until recently. A girlfriend of mine found him on a dating app. I confronted him. He's finally getting some counseling that he truly needs. My question is, Jana, how do you sit there and be so mad at him but want to hug Mike at the same time? How do you get through the thoughts of maybe I'm not good enough for him? Hmm. Sarah Sarah I mean I don't even know how to answer this it's hard when you can have empathy for someone that's going through a hard time like I have empathy for the things that Mike struggles with so I want to embrace him and when he shares some of his struggles with me I I embrace him even though it might hurt and might trigger me I still um I would still want to, you know, um, be there for him. Um, but it's hard. It's so hard because you're still angry at their actions. Um, and then how do you get through the thoughts of maybe I'm not good enough? Those thoughts have stayed with me probably it's been what, almost three and a half years since discovery for the past three years. It's, I think it's, I finally hit my mark about probably 
it was January this year where I finally was like, you know what? It's not because I don't have big enough boobs. It's not because of this. It's not because of that. I'm finally, it's not me. That's not good enough. He has have, he believes something in himself that he doesn't think is good enough. So I now can have empathy for that, but I don't beat myself up anymore. Like, man, if I would have just dressed up a little bit more, if I would have, you know, had bigger boobs, sometimes, you know what I like perkier boobs than what I have. Sure. But it's not the reason why he stepped out. It's just not, but it's hard. It, that took me th- over three years to even think that or get to like, finally get to that place. So, I mean, that's hard for people to, once they finally realize it, because for so long, yeah. I mean, even if there is no issues, everyone's insecure, but for you, what? I didn't, it's not my fault. I didn't cause this. I didn't do that Mm -hmm. is, I feel like a big step for someone. All right. So if you guys have any emails, um, of course, email us, or you can DM me at the wind down podcast, which, um, we're currently, uh, you like how it's just love what you're doing over there. Well, I mean, the nanny lost her job. So I I had to give her a, you know, a a side hustle. So she's been, yeah, she, I I still go on there. Me and Mike still go on there and we, we look at the DMS and we were pulling some DMS from there, um, to answer and stuff. And, uh, yeah, but yeah, she's, she's, she's killing it. It's like a good, it's got a good, like, go Kylie, go. I know. She's very impressed. (laughs) (laughs) I know. But Sarah, Tori, uh, thanks for joining us on an all girls wind down um, Zoom quarantine session. Girls, next time we need wine. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. Um, All right, girls, I love you. And to everyone out there, stay safe, stay healthy, and um, six feet apart, I guess. All right. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. 
Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.